0: Hey guys, welcome to the Commander-in-Chief Podcast, I'm your host, Yuri Kruman, and uh, on this podcast, as you've noticed by now, we talk to mostly tech founders, people that are not just, you know, in a position of CEO, that, that's all great, That's that's not that uncommon, but we're trying to get to the root of people's stories, right? What is it that brought them to this moment to build what they're building out of, you know, a thousand things that they could do with their brilliance? And um, you know, I'm I'm really excited uh today to speak to Nadav Keyson, who has built the very platform that we're actually recording on, Riverside.fm. Um something that I found to be nothing against Zoom, but it kind of sucks. Like this is just this is just much better done. <laughs> so Nadav, thank you very much to you and your team for building this. Um and uh, I would love to just have your introduction and let's uh let's dive right in.
1: Cool. So yeah, uh, thanks a lot for having me, Yuri. So I'm Nadav originally from the Netherlands, uh, grew up in Amsterdam, and I've been living there all my life, until five months ago, moved to Israel, Tel Aviv, and I'm um, now building Riverside together with my two brothers. I founded Riverside uh, a year and a half ago, and we'll get to it more, I suppose, but I uh, originally was always building a lot of stuff, and our big previous project was an online debating platform for politicians, so politicians would come online and debate on our platform. Um, we had some big names on our platform, at least Dutch big names, not worldwide big names, And uh, but never really saw the traction we were hoping for. And then, made, uh, then at some point we had this huge insight where people started asking if they could use our platform instead of us hosting these debates. So that's when we made a pivot, had an amazing, amazing, amazing timing. <laughs> Uh, when we made the pivot it was just before covid hit and uh ever since it exploded and are now uh really building a, a a business for the future basically
0: amazing you're doing you guys are doing some great work um you know just for a bit of background i think you're a bit bashful about what you've built so far but um there's some pretty big people using your platform right you got zuck you got gary v disney etc that's 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 not exactly uh <laughs> you know that's that's big um, and you've got uh, guys like Alexis Ohanian behind you. So clearly something's, you know, something very important is going on here. And that's that's something I'd like to dive into. So it's great to see politicians debating. I totally get that. Um, I myself came up um, in college also doing a lot of debate, actually defending Israel from all sorts of, you know, people that are not so sympathetic um, so, I, I completely understand where that's going. But, um, you know, debate can be had in any number of uh, forums. It can be had in any existing platforms. What, maybe, what moment? I don't know if it's a eureka moment or some other moment, but um, what kind of made you realize that, you know, we've got to do something better than what exists?
1: Yeah. So, it, it, it's very gradual. That's the truth. Or, like, on hindsight, everything looks so obvious. But w- when you're in it, uh... Uh, it didn't it wasn't that obvious? So, yeah, we built Riverstadt exactly. I think maybe we can we relate. I also had this whole uh, a lot of debates about Israel, so that was definitely part of the reasons why I love debating, and also uh, why I loved hearing other people debate. Uh, to only if not, it was just to sharpen my own thoughts and ideas and uh, and uh, all that. And we had to, we were quite mission driven, thinking we can break for the echo chamber uh by ha- having different uh p- people from different political parties come on our platform and debate with each other uh turned out that people prefer watching cat videos on youtube than watching debates uh so i think that's definitely why it didn't work out um and we launched riverside uh initially a bit different than and then it's what's now we thought we had one cool feature on the debate platform where people could call in with their questions and ask their questions live to politicians. So uh, actually, a bit similar to what Clubhouse is doing now. Uh, and we started off with the same idea, but then with video. And that was a very self, self itching our own needs and our own. Just thought it was cool. And this time it was going to be different because we were we would have a subscription. So if if only one person would buy our software, we thought, okay, wow. Uh, like, that's amazing because before we could never really validate what we were building because it was always like, ah, long-term, maybe we'll make somehow money uh, with the debates, maybe sponsorships, but it was not just directly, okay, if people are paying, we know it works. We couldn't really measure it in that way. But now with this new platform, we really start with that intention. So we without any investment whatsoever, we launched Riverside and uh, saw quite some traction about but people were not really using the call-in, call-in feature so much. They were using Riverside much more for, uh, for quality recordings. And that's when we knew, okay, we need to double down on this. There's a huge opportunity here. Uh, zoom, zoom is built for conferencing, not for, uh, video and podcast creation. Uh, so that's basically how we came to the idea of doubling down on quality with Riverside and are now really, uh, revolutionizing the way video gets created basically. And audio well,
0: um so I think one of one of the best things we can do at this point is go a little bit deeper into the actual technology because I think a lot of people they're just okay I, I record here I record there what difference does it make I mean I I can tell you because you know I do this all the time um the the way that the video and the audio are recorded seems to me to be very different because maybe it's separate channels again I'm not a I'm not a tech guy but I'd love for our listeners to understand what it is that you're actually doing differently, because I think it's quite important.
1: Yeah. So actually it's, uh, in a way it's quite simple. Uh, the execution is very difficult, but the concept is quite simple. Um, what we do is we record locally on both our computers where we're recording now we're recording remotely. So you is, I don't know where, but I am in the office. And uh, so we're recording on my computer and uploading in real time. So it's a bit the same concept. Imagine you're recording yourself on your phone, uh, just your your camera roll, your camera application. You're not relying on the internet to record yourself on your phone. And basically we're doing the same thing on your computer. Uh, We're recording locally on your computer, audio and video, and uploading that in real time to the cloud. So afterwards you can download those recordings, local recordings within seconds. And because we're recording locally, uh, internet connections don't matter. Like sometimes I, I'll see you now not as clear as, 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 uh, as you would expect. But that's because we're now just speaking over the Internet. But afterwards, the recordings are done locally. So the whole idea is that the, local, the recordings are immune to bad Internet connections.
0: Well, cool. I can I can right away think about, let's say, a project by Facebook, Facebook Lite, right, it's meant for the developing world where obviously Internet speeds are usually not nearly that great. So something like this would be potentially a tremendous way to create a forum more or less out of nothing, right? Everyone has a cell phone, a smartphone in particular, and, you know, okay, they can maybe record something even with pretty crappy internet. So that that alone, again, I'm not, I don't know your roadmap. I have no idea about your vision. I'd love to obviously hear something about it, whatever you can share with us. Um, but for me, that's really an amazing thing. Like Facebook is just one of, you know, at least a handful of large tech companies that's working on, you know, creating somewhat decent internet connections for the developing world so that, yeah, they can access uh, Amazon, uh, Facebook, Meta, and and all these other platforms so they can buy more. Okay, that's that's obvious. But I think um, what you're doing is uniquely suited to also be leveraged in incredible ways, whether, by the way, for, yeah, democracy, because people can create their own forum now. They don't need to go through, you know, TV channels. They don't need to go through other official channels. They can just do this on their own, and they can maybe build a following that way. Could you maybe give us a, a sense of your vision? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot here that you know we're just scratching the surface.
1: Yeah. So actually, uh, definitely touched upon it. Um, right now, I'm using my phone as a webcam. Uh, and uh, your phone actually has a great camera. Um, you, I'm using an external mic, but even with your internal mic and when, when you use headphones, you can get quite decent audio. Mm-hmm. audio. So our ideas is really you don't need to as well as very ex- expensive equipment to sound like a pro. That's like our main idea. But ultimately, long-term, what I really envision is without any editing or video skills, you can create amazing looking videos and amazing podcasts. So we wanna take away that whole barrier of, uh, of, of, of uh, like everything that that stands between putting out your message, uh, we wanna remove, uh, basically. So you can really only focus on, on your story and on your message and then not all the the tech stuff around
0: it, basically. Amazing. So I'm just, forgive me, I'm thinking a little bit selfishly here. So, you know, here I am, I'm one of, you know, literally millions of people creating podcasts. And, you know, the timing is great. Thank God, right? It's great for business. And it's growing and growing. And nobody sees any end in sight for podcasts, which is awesome, right? Um. Okay, let's say I record these things. And now I have to think, you know, maybe I'm a, you know, I'm guy who is one, one in his company and has to do everything. So let's say I want to create a bunch of other content from the podcast recording, right? Is there something on your roadmap which kind of helps to attach to what you're doing and maybe parse it? It doesn't have to be AI, not AI, but something that maybe reads a text and parses it. I'm just curious. Like that's something of interest for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually uh, you have a, a, pre- a premiere here. Uh, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but we're launching clips uh, next week uh, where people can uh, automatically, or very easily, I should say, create clips out of their conversation. So during Mm -hmm. the conversation, you can say, hey, this is a good part, and then you can afterwards distribute those clips very easily. So it's really leveraging one-time content into uh, a lot of different content pieces, again, without any editing or video skills. So that's one concrete thing. We also transcribe all audio and video to text. If you are, uh, uh, we have that feature as well. So that allows for a case study. So definitely we are uh, uh, helping, that's our mission, help our our creator' success, our success, basically.
0: Very cool. Yeah, so actually just upgraded to premium. So I'm seeing the transcription. I'm I'm really excited about uh, this clips feature. That's going to be really useful. Very cool. Um, so, one one of the things that um, you know, before we pivot to kind of maybe your personal story, something that you could share with us, um, you know, potentially that's useful uh, for kind of the personal and the business. I mean, you have you have a lot to share, obviously, but um, where where does this go? We we talked, yeah, maybe there's something about light internet connection and spreading democracy. That all sounds really great. Is there any other goal that maybe is based on your background and your experience? That you have in mind for this platform, what it can help facilitate for people around the world, other than just podcasting.
1: Yeah, I, I ultimately believe with content uh, can really change the world. So podcasting is one is one use case, but we also do video. Whether you're against or in favor, but but what are people doing nowadays? It's like they're creating content to change the world uh for example black black lives matter okay that's what i meant to say like you you can be against that whole movement or in favor i'm not trying to make that that opinion here but how was it all started so like with videos audios are really uh, creating audio and videos like a can really uh help you uh spread your message and ultimately uh, impact the world so that's definitely like long term our vision is really uh, bringing helping people bring their voice heard help people create a personal brand as well like you are a brand everyone is a brand nowadays so that's what we are like really trying to high level try to improve and, and be tying that back to my personal uh, life I, I just have a very strong uh, desire to always build stuff that's like how I, I, how I, I got started and I, I really love the feeling of building something out of nothing. I've been trying a lot of different stuff. A majority of them failed. This this time it worked, but I, I never really did like market research or anything like that. That's the truth. I, I I just from from my own desire uh built built uh different projects, and this was the this is the latest, and uh, this will be probably my uh, uh, hopefully my best <laughs> best one, and also my last one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Best to date I think there's, there's a yeah lot no more, i I'll be on this
1: there no, riverside will, will expand but it will yeah. be on the riverside yeah
0: very cool um can you share with us any other uh, you know everybody has a portfolio of things right we're all uh, a media group as you mentioned right so um you know let's say for me personally okay there's a Boca newsletter uh, you know we're writing for top publications and yeah there's my sort of bread and butter HR consulting it's like yawn right so PR then HR, that's that's my shtick. Um, you know, for you personally, again, whether it's connected to this or not connected to this, um, is there any sort of like pet project or some other you know, big volunteering thing that you do? I think that's that's always nice to kind of give a sense.
1: Um I am gonna do something cool with, at least help my brother doing something cool who I built a reset with. Uh, he's gonna make it easier for people to make Aliyah. Like that's like high level what he's doing So helping people come to Israel. Uh, so definitely that's like a side project, uh, that I, uh, hope to continue, uh, uh, investing money and time in. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Sign me up, whatever I can do to help. <laughs> I'm there. Cause I'm here myself seven months and actually one of my, uh, kind of critical of what I'm doing is must, that I'm exactly only here five months. Yeah. So we're, (laughs) you know, I'm not, I'm not Israeli, you know, none of my uh, relatives are.
1: I'm also not, by the way, I might look and sound, my name is is Israeli. but uh, my parents are from, my mother's from the Netherlands and my dad's American. Yeah.
0: Ah, okay. So you also have the American connection. Yeah. I mean, look, same idea, right? Uh, Whether you're sitting in the Netherlands and I don't know, maybe you have a comfortable lifestyle, maybe not, I don't know, uh, politics up and down. But in in America, a lot of a lot of people are sitting and they're like, "Well, where is this going, right?" And it's like, "Well, we always have the packed suitcase because that's, that's yeah. what people yeah. do."
1: And um, I, for me personally, it was not really running away from uh from threats. I, I think Israel is a great place to live in. Yeah. Uh, uh, outside of I I, I also really, that's the, lead I wanna sh- the light I want to the light I want to shed like. Like nowadays, it can also be like to up your lifestyle moving to Israel and get a better. Uh, yeah, I think it, that's like definitely. I moved here definitely for for what's going on here uh, with startups and all that. Uh, of course, I I have a very strong connection, but uh, definitely I think there's much more positivity, uh, to, m- much more positive reasons to go to Israel. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you brought that up. That's exactly how I see it, and that's exactly why I'm here. It's not because I'm running away from something. It's because life is a lot better here, <laughs> yeah. pretty much any any measure than let's say sitting in Brooklyn. Um, nothing against Brooklyn. It's got some great uh, things about it, but you know, if services are terrible, the high cost is there anyway. Yeah, we live in arguably around. We're all clustered around <laughs> Tel Aviv, you know, within an hour or less. But, um. Yeah, even if it's very expensive, at least the quality of life here is undeniably much better. You know, there's uh, better weather, there's better food, you know, we have family, friends here. And, and it's like, it's not even a question. Everybody asks you like, but it must be difficult. I, I've i never been happier to move to a different place than I did from Brooklyn moving to Kakao, which is where we live now. Yeah, Totally with you. Awesome. Um, okay, so one of one of the things I'd love to ask you, um, we, we touched on this a little bit um, before we pressed record. You know, uh, one of the reasons I did this podcast, and one of the reasons why I'm kind of running this podcast, calling a Commander in Chief podcast, is based on my book. So my book, again, just very briefly, it's about four pillars, four conversations, I believe everyone should be having. Um, and that's regardless of background or you know age. It's it's really four elements, right? You have to understand your own health, right? So that's, uh, let's say, your nutrition, fitness, sleep, biorhythms, et cetera. Don't need to be a biohacker. You don't need to be LeBron James uh, and pour a million into your body every year. Just, you know, you want to live a healthy lifestyle and you want to be able to enter a higher cognitive state as much as possible, as often as possible in order to do your life's best work so that you can fulfill your mission and, you know, give away your billions at 120. I don't know whatever your mission is. Um, Number two is mental models and life skills. It's really things nobody is taught, but has to figure out for themselves. Number three is looking at classical kind of relationship dynamics. Okay. So, you know, how do you create relationships? How do you manage them? And okay, your advisors, investors, employees, uh, you know, vendors, whatever, but yeah, also, I don't know, wife, kids, parents, right? These are things that, Nobody teaches us, and it's like, oh, I need I need to hire a coach for that. Yeah, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you should have some idea of what your core values are, so that you can express them in every conversation with someone else. And the last one is about conversation with God and the universe, and all of that. You know, um, each person has their own flavor, but essentially, we have Maslow's hierarchy that's well developed beyond sort of the the most basic and obvious things. So, given that kind of framework and and way of looking at your journey and and what you're building whether that's your business or your side projects, what would you like to hopefully share with us, uh, listeners about, you know, what you've learned and something from your own life philosophy?
1: Hmm. Well, you touch upon four very different topics. Uh, but I'm currently fasting. <laughs> so, oh. uh, like intermittent, I'm doing like intermittent fasting. I do that. Uh-huh. That's like more like nutrition wise. Yeah. Um, Let's let me think about uh, uh, what have I learned. I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned. I think one thing I've learned is that no one knows. <laughs> like like uh, you look, I look up. You look up to a lot of people. I've spoken to incredible people uh, by their their uh, resume, but ultimately everyone is trying to just um, just hack it and, and, and figure it out as they are going. So I think that's like, uh, you can always try to find the coach and all that stuff. And I definitely, it ha- I think reading is a, is a shortcut to success, but at the same time, um, yeah, we know the future, no one, no one knows, not our investors know, uh, I don't know, everyone's just trying to find, to figure things out as as they're going. And uh, so am I, and uh, I'm doing my best.
0: Humility <laughs> is an important part of this journey. Absolutely. Appreciate you sharing that. Let me ask you this. Let me turn the tables. Is there anything that I haven't asked? I mean, you know, we can be here for hours, I'm sure, but we probably don't have <laughs> don't have that for this purpose. Is there anything that you feel I, I should have asked you and, you know, what would that be?
1: Um, I think what's cool is that I build it together with my brothers. So I build Riverside together with my two brothers. Um, so I think that's definitely... Uh, an exciting part of our journey. It's like I, I started not with any connections in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, uh, just building stuff. And I think it shows just the opportunity the internet brings to people. And, and it doesn't always need to be tech, what, what I build, but cannot, like you're doing with your podcast, I think that's also a great way to uh, to get your message out there and, and, and get to meet interesting people. Uh, so I think that's definitely... Um, I guess what a one what I think you should have asked is maybe who I to reside with. But now I told you that I got it together with my brothers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So maybe a little bit about that because that's okay. It's it's a thorny subject. I've written about this actually, an entrepreneur. I think maybe earlier this year about family business. For whatever reason, I, I didn't pick this. I didn't go you know go out looking for it. But for whatever reason, I've I've had the opportunity to work with quite a few family businesses. And, you know, you you see the the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's no question. You know, I've I've worked in businesses where it's a husband and wife, uh, you know, CEO, president slash CEO. There's a best friend working there, (laughs) VP of operations. There's a a cousin who's a project manager. Um, You have other businesses where, you know, it's uh, other combinations. And it's, you know, you see the best of people because... It's a family company and and you know that's that's great it works for the family. How do you manage to make that work for everybody else right and that's that's it's not an easy question i understand for that
1: people in the company you know. for other yeah, people within outside. the company
0: huh? i guess yeah thinking about uh, it I have been...
1: a lot of thoughts about that definitely yeah. like i think the um, it becomes problematic if, if your if your brothers are there for merits like uh like then it becomes very um uh, uh, awkward and 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 uh, you you need to like validate why they are there. Uh, I think that becomes problematic. And I definitely don't recommend hiring your friend because he's your friend. If your friend is the best at what he does, then, then uh, bring him on. Uh, I think that's why it works for us. We complement in skills, uh, and, and I consider them great at what they do. Uh, so definitely, I think that's the most important thing to make it work.
0: Cool. And uh, one of the things, again, for me personally, because I have, I have to, I have to scratch my own itch, right? I do this partly sure. because I'm trying to learn from people what what it is that they do when they do it really well. So for me, one of the most important things um, is how how do you you know sort of think about managing people? You know, what what is what is your philosophy? Have you sort of had any, you know, again, usually philosophy grows out of, okay, practice was terrible. Like, you know, maybe some people go through corporate and they see, oh my God, I would never treat people that way. And they create something Or you know, this system at McKinsey is the best thing in the world and they drank the Kool-Aid, right? So I'd love to kind of learn from, from your perspective. Um, again, you've built things before, you've worked with all kinds of different people. Is this different from other experiences? What, what can you share with us about your kind of people management philosophy?
1: Well, it's the first time actually that I'm doing it, so I haven't really done it before, uh, other than working together with other people. Mm-hmm. So we're now fifty people, so definitely for me it's also been. Uh, I'm like I said before, I'm learning a lot uh, as as I'm going. I think I've I've tried to read a lot about it. Uh, what to do best, so I try to at least um, lead by example. I think that's the, like probably super important. Give a lot of ownership to people. Trust people. Uh, be be very direct. It, it comes naturally to me. So uh, f- being Dutch and Israeli makes you super direct. And um, yeah, I think I think trust is definitely important. Giving people trust, I think that's like the most important thing. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So, okay. Look, God willing, um, everything works out exactly as you want. And I don't know, somewhere between five and ten years out, you have whatever result it is. I, I don't know what that looks like. IPO exit. Uh, I'd love to hear. So, what what is your next step after that? What do you What do you want to do? That's you know, in a platform that's a thousand or ten thousand times bigger than what you have currently, which is not small.
1: Yeah, I want. I want to really. So you mean after we IPO or before we IPO? Yes,
0: whatever, right? There's no there's no strict deadline.
1: Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm really here with a big ambition, making Riverside huge, and people should think about if they think about the content, they should think about Riverside. That's my ambition. That's why we took a lot of money, uh, and uh, yeah, I I definitely want to impact uh, impact bring bring impact to this world with what we're building. Definitely.
0: Amazing. Um, one last question. Again, this is just kind of uh, my own curiosity. So let's say, I mean, okay, it's a democratic platform. Anybody can use it. You know, anybody can pay their SaaS fee, and God bless, create what you want. You know, you want to connect uh, people in the uh, you know uh, developing nations, uh, help them engage in debate. You want to record a podcast. You want to do whatever, right? Let's say um, you know we're five years out, and we know how usually content platforms work. You have, let's say, the model of uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera, right? Usually what happens is you have a certain kind of superclass of influencers, celebrities, et cetera, getting preferential treatment, or they get some kind of extra premium just because of their network effect. So I'm curious just sort of how you think about that. I mean, given that, you know, you're coming from a background where you're trying to facilitate, I guess, democracy in all senses. Right, so how how does how does that question of okay, uh, I don't know following or you know that comes into play when you get bigger and you know you're looking for kind of um, scaling up and eventually IPO, right? Because you want to be a platform where people come to consume content, not just create it, right? So uh, you know sure. thoughts.
1: Um, no, I mean, right now. if, if... I didn't. The majority of the influencers using the university. I have no idea about. So for example, Mark Zuckerberg and Gary Vee. I didn't know until afterwards, uh, when when they shared a picture. So they they are getting the same treatment uh, as everyone else, like uh, is is getting. So I, though, ultimately there are also people I've met a lot of these of these influencers personally, and they're they don't need to be really treated differently. Uh, so I'm. There hasn't been any need. <laughs> That's, it might become different, uh, but yeah. They're using the same account you're using, the influencers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I feel really special. Okay, Nadav, thank you so much. Really appreciate your insights. Um, and yeah, I, I don't need to tell you that it's a bit meta that we're recording this podcast on your platform. So I wish you a tremendous chatzlacha. You should be successful in everything that you want in your main in your work, in your side projects. um, And uh, thank you. Thank you for building this and keep going. This is awesome.
1: I uh, really appreciate you having me, Yui.
0: Thank you very much, Nadav. Take good care.